This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Author Kat Gordon is back with a new novel. It's called Season 1, Iris and the Crew Tear Through Space. As an author, Kat writes through the lens of disability, mental health, and neurodiversity. And Kat can give you some insight into this brand new book. Hey, Kat, great to chat with you once again. Thank you for making time this morning. Again, thank you so much for having me. I'm absolutely thrilled to be here today. I always have so much uh, admiration for authors because of the uh, dedication and work that it takes to create a universe and then actually write a story inside that universe. What was the inspiration behind this new novel? Well, you know, it's interesting. I get asked that quite a bit. And I think because of when I wrote the novel, the inspiration was to kind of soothe my little fretting heart during the pandemic. Um, As a disabled person, accessibility is something that I find lacking at the best of times. And in the climate of the environment, there were a lot of messages like, only disabled people will be affected, only chronically ill people will be affected. And I was kind of tired of being an only, So I wanted to go somewhere. I escaped into a world where there was a galactic network where accessibility and accommodation were the norm. They weren't an afterthought. And I had been um, uh, familiar with the concepts of universal design and the social model of disability, where all body minds are thought of right at the beginning, not, oh, I guess we better figure out how to accommodate this person. So I love the space opera genre. What if I merged those concepts of inclusion in a uh, in a space adventure? What 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 would that be like? And uh, I just had so much fun writing this book. How did you build that universe? How did you build that galaxy? What was in your mind as you were putting together this universally designed sort of science fiction hope punk genre? You know, I think I just put pedal to the metal. Um, (laughs) I just thought, okay, now, um, if we have people who are blind, deaf, neurodivergent, who are selectively speaking, who are non-vocally speaking, and and they're all on the same ship, and, oh, wait a minute, there's a galaxy. There has to be at least one universal signing language that people know. And I thought, okay, but what if they're in the middle of going somewhere and they need... Um, a mobility device. What did he do then? And I thought, okay, we're going to have an accessible text stripe all down down every corridor that you can sign at, text at, talk to, and poof, materialized in front of you could be a power chair, a hover chair, hearing aids. I just, I just thought of as many things as I could um, in 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 this in this galactic network where accessibility and accommodation were the norm. And that was fun. And even the accessible tech, a lot of it is sentient because mm. you want to play when you write science fiction. And all these, the, the sentient tech have their own little social culture as well. 
Uh, I have a, a whole episode dedicated to Iris's guide bot, Clarence, called Clarence Has a Point of View. And it's really fun to see how Clarence views the world as um, an artificial sentient. <laughs> Go deeper into the characters, because now that you've created this universe, and it's a really neat universe, how did you go about bringing characters into the mix? What's your approach for developing great characters? You know, I, I think I was inspired by the many wonderful people in my own life uh, who um, kind of saved me. Years ago, I was hashtag disabled and alone. And then uh, I came into community over the last few years with people with all kinds of wonderful body-mind diversity. Um, so it wasn't really hard to for me to imagine, okay, we, are, we, have, captain, we have the captain. The captain's going to be deaf. Um, oh, the navigation team, how about it's a duo? One person's blind, one person deaf. Uh, Iris herself is visually impaired. Um, okay, I've got a character who doesn't have vocal cords like you and I do. So they have a, a different kind of uh, way of communicating. They can hear, but they'll sign. And then, and then the notion of, well, everybody's gonna know how to sign. And I just, I think I just wanted the um what i experienced here on earth at this time to be reflected in um in 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 this book you know i've i've been in such healthy community with different folks of um all around like the world who um have all different kinds of diversity within disability and i think that was probably one of the biggest inspirations is how we all work together, how we have these unbreakable friendships, how we nurture each other, how we don't judge each other. Mm. That's where the hope punk comes in. So now you've got a universe, you've got characters, you've got intention. What kind of story did you want to tell? Well, you know, there's a joke that um, ever since I wrote my first book, um, I accidentally put too much dessert in it. <laughs> so I thought, if it's going to be an authentic Cat Gordon novel, we have to talk about food somewhere. So food accessibility <laughs> and just food enjoyment is one of those things. Um, you know, I'm kind of a pantser. So that means that I like to write from the seat of my pants. Uh, it was a little different with Iris because I had to do a lot of research as well. I am disabled, but I don't have every type of body mind that exists in the world. So I had to do a lot of research. But I also thought I wanted this to feel like a streaming series. So it's written as 13 episodes and not um, chapters. And I put a writing prompt. I put a title because I love titles. And I put a one sentence writing prompt and then was like, OK, this is your writing prompt. Go. It was like that. I didn't know what the book was going to be at all. I just knew that I wanted to write it and have fun writing it. Along those lines, what did you? I, I, I'm, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find the the right the right way to phrase this question. But now that you've got your 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 plot in place, you've got your characters, you've even got a structure. Do you have an anticipation or a thought about maybe making a, se a season two on here? Absolutely. In fact, I've already started drawing the, um, I have in, in every episode, I have um, sketches, uh, episode sketches, because I don't know, I just like pictures. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but there, there, and I've, I've created 13 episode 
uh, outline for season two, which I'm calling Iris and the Crew Verb the Noun, because I'm not giving away the title just yet. (laughs) (laughs) On the way out of here, I want to ask you two questions. You've talked about genre a little bit, whether it's space opera or whether it's hope punk. Maybe uh, Maybe I, in error, used the word science fiction before. But what's the freedom that that genre offers you as a writer? You know, first of all, space opera is part of science fiction. So you, you, you're you good. You did fine there. Um, the freedom for me is um, within the space opera subgenre of science fiction is it gets to be more relational. It's about the characters, the friendships, the relationships. Yeah, sure, it's set in a setting and there's pew, 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 um, and adversaries and, and, and that kind of adventure, those adventure elements. But I like space opera because often it comes with characters that people can identify with. You know, um, whether they're fighting ableist space pirates or living their life on Earth, a lot of feelings are very real. The friendships are very real. Um, the love interests, you know, what you experience when you're falling in love. Um, it was really important for me to write something where readers could not only identify with the characters because they might share the same types of disabilities and such, but they might just have the same kinds of feelings when put in different situations. So that space opera offers me that. You mentioned before that you're a bit of a seat seat of your pants style of writer. What is what is your sort of day to day as you're going through the creative process? Do you designate a couple hours a day of strictly in front of the computer time, or is it a little bit more hodgepodge as you're actually doing the act of writing? Well, that's a very good question. Um, uh, I have a, a chronic pain disability. So that means that writing every day, that's not gonna happen for me. So I, I write when I can write. And even when I do write, I say, okay, you know what? The pain's getting too much, you have to stop. And I'm someone who's, um, I have spoken actually quite a bit about the um, you must write every day concept. I don't believe in that at all. You know, write when when you're able, write when you have the energy to do it, the books will still get done. So yeah, I I write when the inspiration comes, when I feel like, yeah, I can I can write right now. And I always kind of take care to self-check. How's my body doing? Mm. Um, that's very important, I think. This is why I could never do what you do, because I am extremely deadline-driven. Without deadlines, nothing will ever get done. I am the king of procrastination. Hey, Kat, what are the relevant points of contact for someone if they want to get their hands, eyes, or ears on season one, Iris and the crew tear through space? Okay, um, well, um, it's it's it could be ordered nationwide through many uh, independent bookstores. It also can be ordered through uh, Indigo chapters. Um, But, you know, uh, so you could try those places. I always say, hey, support locals. So if you can order it through your indie bookstores, you can. Mm -hmm. Um, And if uh, if for folks who are interested in just kind of following me and finding out what I'm working on, um, my website is catgordon.com and that's C-A-I-T gordon.com. That, those are ways that you can um, find out more about me and where to purchase the uh, the book. 
Kat, congratulations on another successful book launch. Delightful to talk to you again. Keep up the really creative, amazing work. And uh, don't be a stranger. Let's catch up again down the road. I'd love to. Thank you so much, Dave. That's Kat Gordon, writer of the recently published novel, Season 1, Iris and the Crew Tear Through Space. Iris and the Crew Tear Through Space. Season 1, Iris and the Crew Tear Through Space. Throw that in your Google machine. Throw Kat Gordon in your Google machine. Go to Kat's website. Keep that handy, and then go order and read that book. Coming up next, here's a question for you. How sustainable is pet food? You gotta feed them. All they ever wanna do is eat, it seems. Lawrence Gunther gives you a glance into the manufacturing process of the food for your furry friends. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.